0: Cool. awesome. Thanks, son. we We're married. Ellie and I, put our hands together for Ellie. Come on. Awesome. Who's excited to be in church this morning? If you're not excited, I hope you're going to get excited by the end of what I have to say. And uh, it's awesome to meet together and uh, on a Sunday. And um, how about we start actually this morning by just... Uh, I just, I just really believe that God's going to shift some stuff this morning in this group, group of people in this room. Uh, how many believe that we can, uh, together, we can uh, change something in Timaru? A few people. Yeah, the, the rest of you hopefully can be convinced by the end of this, because we serve an amazing God. And he only needs—he uh, doesn't need anyone actually. He he chooses to use people, and uh, we've got a, a number in the room this morning. But I believe that God wants to fill this place. That He wants to sweep through uh, the streets of our city, uh, and He wants to touch people and set people free. And um, and so we're just going to pray for a minute for our city. And uh, so I just, yeah, let's just close our eyes and open our hearts. And Father, we just ask that you would do something in Tamaru that you've never done before. Father, the churches that have been here for a long time, Lord, they would explode across this region. Father, there would be a new e-groups, new, e new small groups. Father, we pray for this church that seats will be filled. Father, that we would reach outward. Father, we would follow you into battle for the, the lust of this world. We, we thank you that you are our God and that you can do abundantly more than we ask or think or imagine. Father, where we only can imagine this much for Timaru. Father, I thank you that your your dreams are higher, your, your way is higher, and your hopes and your plans for the people of this city are higher. Father, I pray you would align our hearts, Lord Jesus, more with you. You are our great conquering king. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Awesome. Cool. Well, I don't know why you came to church this morning, but I came to meet with him and be changed. See, I don't know why you came to church this morning. Maybe you just rolled up because there's the thing that you do out of bed, or oh, right, right, we'll get it. maybe maybe you're keen as on an answer for. I believe God's going to give it to you this morning, whether He speaks through uh, what I'm saying or whether it's just like He speaks directly to you. And also, Father, I just pray that my words will fall to the floor and that yours would speak this morning in Jesus' name. Everyone said, "Amen." Awesome, cool. Hey, uh. So, my name's Matt, um, I'm also one of the leaders here, and uh, we've got awesome pastors who are currently tripping around the country, being refreshed, um, but how many of you know, God wants to do stuff in the room. And uh, so, I, uh, we, I'm not like a, an official pastor, Shock, right. how did he get the mic, who gave him the mic? So, I, I, I work as a civil engineer um, in, a, in a civil engineering company in Timaru, uh, you'll see people on the roads with orange jackets, sometimes that's us. Um, you can kind of one of those jackets get you into places. You can park on the middle of the road. It's awesome. Get out, walk around. People think you're doing stuff, uh, and um, you know, put your flashy light on. And uh, you know, it, it's been cool. It's been a cool journey working with them. But we also do some um, some ministry stuff here as well. And uh, so we've got two kids. Most of you all them uh, we will know. Will know. Uh, three, three and a half year old and a one year old. So very blessed and, uh, of course, my beautiful wife. So uh, it's, been a, it's been a big year, eh, 2020? Um, uh, I was at something earlier in the year and there was, um, someone was speaking, they outlined all of the things that had gone down since the start of 2020, right? So like, he started off and he was like, and everyone was like, oh yeah. So the Australian bushfires, uh, the, 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 the sun was kind of red in New Zealand at the start of this year. Uh, then, you know, there was various political events going on. There were some riots in, in uh, Southeast Asia. Uh, there was... Then there was the lockdown. Remember that one? Then there's lockdown round two. Uh, Auckland just came out yesterday of lockdown. There was some fires up in Lake Ohau, just closer to home. I hope no one's been affected by that. One of, uh, uh, one of my colleagues had a hut that was burned down up there. So the guy that I work for. It's been a tough year. And I just believe, man, if you... If you're feeling a little tired and weary today, uh, you're not alone, and um, we can kind of stuff it down and, and that, but underlying, there's this weariness, yeah? Maybe I haven't had the holidays, which I uh, normally get, but we're going we're gonna to unpack something this morning, because I believe God wants to, to lift our heads. If you've got hands that are hanging down low, and, and like, your head is down low, He wants to lift your hands, and He wants to lift your eyes this morning, because our God is a God who loves to do that. He is serving God. He loves to uh, encourage us. Is that cool? Awesome, cool. So we're going to read. We're going to read some uh, big bit of scripture first. A bit of a story. What um, up? So uh, there's a guy called King David in the Old Testament. He's not yet king of Israel. He's the David and Goliath guy, and um, he uh, had and, his, and a group of dudes who were with him had just been at war. And they'd come home after a battle, and this everyone says, "Come home!" Everyone said, "Come home!" Awesome. We're going to stay awake this morning, uh, and so we're going to pick it up in First Samuel verse. Uh, sorry, First Samuel 30 verse one. Can we throw that up on the screen? I might need to drive it from up there, uh, Josh and. Uh, I'll drive the rest after this, because I'm going to read off the slides, because we've got a bit, so we're going to whip through it. So it says, verse 1, David and his men reached Ziklag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and the Ziklag, Ziklag." everyone say Ziklag, that's where he he lived. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it, and they would taken captive the woman and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. Next slide verse 3, when David and his men reached Siklag, they found it destroyed by fire, and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. Next slide. In verse 6, David was greatly distressed, as you would be, because the men were talking, well, he lost some stuff, but also the the men were talking of stoning him, and each was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. Next slide. David and 600 men with him, so, th- so, they, so they set out, so, th- so the stuff had been, you know, their, their, their property and their families had been taken, homes burned to the ground, and so they set out in pursuit of the guys who took it, the army that took it. So David and 600 men with them came to Besor Valley, where some stayed behind. 200 of them were too exhausted to cross the valley, note that, and David and the 400 continued the pursuit. He le- uh, and they found an Egyptian slave who basically led David to uh, the enemy, and it says he led David down, And there they were, the enemy, scattered over the countryside, eating and drinking and reveling because of the great amount of plunder they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from Judah. David fought them from dusk until evening of that next day, and none of them got away except 400 young men who rode off on camels and fled. Nothing was missing, young or old, boy or girl, everything back. Then David came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to follow him and who were left behind at the Bessel Valley. And another translation says the brook of uh, Besor, which is uh, indicating there's a bit of a river there as well. So they came out to meet David and the men who were with him. And David as his men had approached, asked how they were. But all the evil men and troublemakers among David's followers said, Because they did not go out with us, we will not share with them the plunder we recovered. However, each man take his wife and children and go. Then David replied, No, must my brothers, you must not do that with what the Lord has given us. He has protected us and delivered us into the hands of the raiding party that came against us. Who will listen to what you say? The share of the man who stayed with supplies is to be the same of that who went down to the battle, all share alike. Awesome. What a story, eh? So, well, we're gonna we're gonna unpack this a wee bit this morning. And I believe that as as we do, God's gonna God's gonna encourage us here. Yeah? Uh, I have just acknowledgement, pinched a lot of this stuff from other Christians, shock horror. Um, but then I thought, well, actually, most of the so, the, so apart from the guys that wrote the Bible by divine inspiration, uh, then it was handed down through generations to generations, through Christians, through, as he built his church, and truth is truth. And so what we're going to do is we're going to apply some of this today to our uh, setting in Tamaru. Sound cool? So there were 600 men that that left their home to follow David and they made him their master and commander, right? Some of them were the best of society, and if, if we read earlier in the Bible, and some of them were the worst. So just look at the next person next to you and decide what category they are in, the best society or the worst. Don't, don't tell them, just have a think about it. <laughs> Whoever they were, though, they would rise and fall with their leader, David, right? So in the scripture, we read that they'd just been out on a campaign having a victory, so they'd in that battle. In that victory. But when they came home, it was such a different situation. They came home to Ziklag and had been burned. So they'd been going about their normal everyday life, which was fighting wars. None of us do that unless you're a soldier, but it was their normal everyday life. And then something sideswiped them, right? Does that anyone sound like anyone's ear? They'd be going about their normal life and then something sideswiped you. And you're like, what? But the thing is here that David suffered in their suffering. So when David came home and saw the land in ruins and the, the, the city burned to the ground, their wives and their children taken, David stood in the same state as his people. Pastor Andre said last week that um, when we read the Scripture and when we read the Bible, we want to see Jesus, but we want to see Jesus. So I want to just keep that in mind when we're reading this this morning, right? David suffered when they suffered. We sing this morning. Um, about how Christ and his suffering, he set us free. So all people, I just want to say this morning, if you've joined yourself to Jesus, if you're, like if you're a Christian and you follow him, that you're going to find yourselves in time of humiliation and hardship and things that is just rough. And when, when times go hard, here's the tendency of people, uh, it's like uh, mutiny happens, Right? Like, if, if if everything was going really badly for you guys and I was a leader, you know, I'd be accountable, right? Uh, a good example is, um, I know there's a few South Africans in the church, so uh, the, the second best team in the world, um, the All Blacks. Um, I thought I'd never say that, but the, the first and the second, well, certainly for the All Blacks, the... When the All Blacks win, the players get saluted and they get like a medal, and Some of them get knighted by the Queen, yeah? When the All Blacks lose, who gets the sack? The coach. The coach. He's cops it. It's like it wasn't even his fault. The players are the one that, that lost the game, but he gets fired. So it's the same here, right? Like it's no surprise that they start talking about stoning David. David didn't do anything he just come back from a victorious battle, and then all of a sudden, stuff goes bad for the people, and then he starts getting, talking about stone. So this can happen to us with, G, with Jesus, though, right, And our walk with you. I, I don't know about you, but when stuff goes hard, we can think, man, where's God? Where's God in 2020? Where's God in my family situation? Is God legit? Is G- Jesus, you said you're faithful. You said you'd never leave me where you feel like you left me right now. And there can be a sword in our mind, even those that have been following Jesus for ages. Perhaps I'm mutiny on Jesus. Man, I pray this morning that we stir, I stir something up on us this morning, that no matter what happens, no matter what happens in life, that we will go through with a fire in our eyes, that Jesus Christ is King of my life. I just pray this morning that something, no matter what's happened in your year, that this is not the end result. Because imagine, imagine David riding off a broken man, lost everything with his group of dudes, and they followed him in the sight of him riding off a broken man, but then remember the sight of him turning back with everything. It's not the end for your 2020. It's not the end for our 2020, this church. So we got some points this morning. What do I do for my phone? I'm just going to make sure I keep on time. Two hours to go. All right. So exist in the army of the king. So, in David's army, it says there were 200 of them who were too exhausted to cross the valley, right? Their hands hung low. It's the same in in Christ's army. It's the same in the church. There are those, and, and some of us sitting here this morning, whose faith is real, is burning within us, but we're tired and we're stressed out, we're burned out, and we opt to stay behind with the luggage instead of going into battle, right? That You know, there's a number of reasons why those guys may have been tired. Some of them are pretty obvious, but one of them may, you know, some of them may not be so obvious to us this morning. Perhaps they were confused. David was supposed to be their victorious leader. They'd just won one battle and now they came home and everything, their investment, their property was burned, their family was gone. David was supposed to be the one that took them into the promises why wasn't it happening? Perhaps a confusion. There's a saying that says, um, a yeah, day's confusion is the same as a week's hard labor. It can be confusing sometimes. What's God doing? What's He doing? In our communities, how are we supposed to be the church when all this stuff's going down? And I can't keep my life together. My job's hard. How, how can I stand up for Jesus? It's confusing, Jesus. It's tiring. Perhaps the the speed was exhausting for these guys who stayed behind with the luggage. Perhaps it was they just won one battle and then there was another one in front of them, but now they were already exhausted. So they were like, "Man, I'm just staying with the luggage." Perhaps the grief caused ex- exhaustion. So if you can imagine this, ah, is is a tough scene to imagine, right? So imagine if your um your significant others perhaps beside you and. This morning, but imagine if you returned home this morning and your house was burned to the ground. Is it a sobering thought? Your house, or your, yeah, even your garage was burned to the ground. Maybe your car was burned or stolen or something. So you've lost some investment, but your family's missing, right? Your wife or your husband are missing, and your kids are missing. It doesn't really, it's, it's hard to imagine in New Zealand, right? But, you see, the thing is here that these guys returned home. There was, no, there was no kids running out to meet them saying, Daddy, Daddy, you're home. There was no, no loving embrace from family and loved ones. It, everything is gone. And it's no small matter for someone's wife or husband to be in the hands of, like, robbers or thieves, right? Or, in modern-day terms, a terrorist. That's pretty fun. I can only imagine their grief... I just want to say this morning, if you're in grief this morning, if you've got something that you're grieving for in your life, whether it's in your past, whether it's something material or whether it's a situation that's happened, that God will bring you out of your grief and get yourselves into a close-knit community to support you in that. And that's pretty rich coming from me up the front, but the thing is here, I know because if I asked somebody who is in glory with Jesus right now, he would say that he's wiped away all my tears. He'll do the same for us, yeah? Is that cool? Exhausted people exist in the army of the kings. Number two, exhausted ones enjoy seeing their king return. When David returned, the exhausted ones who were with the baggage, they rejoiced in his return. It says they went out to meet him. We did, of course, earlier in the year, there's some churches that have still got some social distancing in place. And I don't know about you, but when we are restricted from meeting with each other, and of course as with our King, there's like such a joyous expectation in you. I don't know. There's something about coming to church that's more than just a grind, right? <laughs> it's more than just an obligation or a duty. We enjoy coming to meet together. We enjoy coming, no matter what state we're in, we enjoy coming to meet together and praising Jesus. I just encourage you, if you're not in a, an e-group, get in an e-group, because if it's on a Sunday... You're not finding the connection you're looking for because it wasn't someone was you wanted to talk to was making coffee or whatever. Connect with people during the week, yeah. Homes. So perhaps as they went out to meet him, they were a bit going to be a bit afraid, as what David would think. What like we didn't, we didn't come. We, we just stayed with the stay out. You know the, the luggage. But he salutes those in his army, whether they're exhausted or not. The key thing is they are in his army. If you're exhausted or not this morning, Jesus salutes you because you're in his army. It's not an army to fight with battle and blood, but it's a fight with love and to reach our community with the message of Jesus. Number three, exhausted ones encounter Jesus as their advocate. So advocate just means like you're pleading for someone, right? Uh, so there's you note in the scripture there that it, it says that he pleads a number of things. It says he pleads unity, he pleads grace, he pleads their needfulness, and he pleads a policy. So I'm going to rip through those real quick, yeah? Is that cool? Still with me? Still with me? Awesome. Pleads unity. So there were soldiers who were with David, and they effectively said, or I'll paraphrase it, it, says, like, these weaklings who didn't come with us, and they weren't in the fight, they're not, they shouldn't share in the blessings or the riches that we just won. No, no, David, David pleads unity. He said, he said that the Lord preserved us. The Lord preserved us. I don't know this morning, but I might be like some dusty foot in the body, and you might be a, a hand with a diamond ring on it, but we're the same body, man. We're the same body. We we're, we're the same We're the same body. We are the church, his body, and we're in this together, yeah? Second thing he pleads is he pleads grace. David didn't say what you've fairly earned, you guys shall receive. Who? Big point. David didn't say. What you've fairly earned, you shall receive. See, if we as a church see everything as God's gift, we don't see the need to shut anyone else out from it. In our community, there are people that need God's gift. Thirdly, he ple- uh, Fourthly, is it one pleads unity, grace, policy. <clears throat> he pleads a policy. So, who, who here in your work, in your, in, your, in your day job, who has to wear a uniform... You have to wear, put your hand up if you have to wear a uniform. The rest of you just go to work in like just whatever. Uh, or your jammies if you work from home. You, you're, uh, or, uh, so, see, there's something about when you wear a uniform, it gives you, I kind of mentioned earlier, when when I wear my orange jacket, I can just park wherever I want in the middle of the road and put my flashy sign on. And I'm not advocating for being a response. So I'm just saying there's a percentage of what you feel when you're a policeman. But um, I think. There's something that when you put some a uniform on or you're associated with a group of people, it gives you access to things, yeah? Like if you're a parent, you get to park. It doesn't mean about a uniform. If you're a parent, you get to park in the parents' park, closest to the supermarket, uh, even when you could park further away. Or, you know, if you've ever been in the shop and, and somebody, you mistake someone or someone mistakes you for for working in that shop, hey, can you help me? Oh, don't work here, sorry. Oh, shouldn't wear a green shirt then. Or, you know. <laughs> Just whatever it is, and and you know, if I said it's it's easy to associate normally. Like uh, we've got some slides. Actually, I'll, I'll start driving from here. Um, so, like, if if I was to say, if you saw this you, that someone would work for, wrong. That, yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's it's pretty easy, right? And uh, I think there's, it, I love this. There's there's a there's a, a story of a guy who. Um, so I used to play football and. A, this, is, this is Manchester United, for those that normally associate them with wearing red, they were in a way strip or a home strip or I don't know. They're wearing white. Anyways, the guy, on, um, the guy on the end there, you see him? He doesn't play for Manchester United. He's not part of the team. He's not, he's not even part of the coaching squad. Or He's just a random guy from the audience who watched the game. <laughs> who dressed up and then jumped the fence at the end and joined the photo without the team noticing. And, and no one noticed until it was published in the papers. And they're like, who's that guy? And they replay the video and they notice he jumped out and he was, you know, pretty amazing, right? But it's just because of the uniform that that guy wore. There's a reason why you can get into a photo like that. It's because the uniform that you wear. Again, I'm not advocating doing irresponsible things at um, sports games. The Bible says that those who wash their blood in the, you know, sorry, wash their robes in the blood of the lamb sounds a bit psycho, but you know what I mean. Like that that we accept Jesus. We've exchanged the filthy robe or, or uniform or jersey that we're wearing for his uniform. We're in his army this morning. We're in his team this morning. It gives us various benefits, and it gives us various, uh, it gives us authority in Jesus. I used to work on an island resort, another quick story, and uh, I worked at the Parks Reserves Department. I worked there two days. They said, here's your uniform. Go out in the forest with some guys. We'll show you how to shoot bow and arrow. Awesome, eh? Uh, great job. And uh, so I shooting a bow and arrow and for about five minutes, and then a, a tour of tourists came through, and they're all like, ah, oh. you know, they come up to me, I'm showing them how to shoot bows and arrows like I'm some expert, and we're shooting bows and arrows in the forest. It's, again, it's because the uniform I wore gave them some credibility, thought he must know what he's doing. See, you might not know what you feel like you know what you're doing with this morning with this, this Christianity thing. It doesn't matter. There's, a, there's, a, there's an authority in your life, in our lives, that comes by the Spirit of God and not by people. The All Blacks jersey validates the player of, so we can speak into places and love and heal the sick. Pray for people in your workplace. Because of what? Because of the jersey of whose team we're on. We're on his side. You know, the, the weak and the tired, we're going to receive the same war reward in the, as, the, as the strong and the energetic if they're equally concerned for the kingdom. Among us, yeah? You can't tell me for a minute that the dad or the mum that stays at home with the kids to raise a family is going to receive any less reward than the church platter or the evangelist or the pastor. You can't tell me that when Jesus says, well done, my good and faithful servant, that those that are staying at home and raising the families are going to receive any less well done and good and faithful servants. Not at all. Man, we're all on his team we all got His jersey on. Some Christians are uneducated. They're going to receive the same reward as those that are educated. Come on, am I preaching to anyone this morning? Some Christians are diagnosed with depression and mental illness. Get this. Some are often sad. Men, they too are going to receive the same reward from our King. The slattest and the gladdest of light. And you might be sitting here this morning... I just want to preach to someone for a minute that you of little faith, you who are much afraid, you who sigh more than you sing, those that want to but cannot, those that have a great hope but feel beaten back in their troubles, Jesus is going to give you his love, his grace from gaining in Jesus. Exhausted ones, number four. This is my final point, if I could get the keys. To come up, I always think about when I asked the keys to come up, a joke that I heard at a men's conference, he said, (laughs) I might have said this before, he said, can you play in the key of G? I'm preaching in the key of G. (laughs) 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 Point number four, exhausted ones find Jesus to be their good Lord just think about for a minute when you first came to Jesus. What state were you in? Where was it? Did you have it all together? Has Jesus not since brought you into better things? Saviour. He fits the shoe to the soldier. There's one last point that I, in terms of this, this, uh, scripture that we've been sort of, I've been talking around this morning that I just want to unpack. Later on, after this whole event of of David writing off and and bringing back everything that was stolen, and I just want to say a side note here, if, if the enemy's taken stuff from you, whether it be emotional stuff, whether dreams lost, hopes dashed, maybe family members that aren't saved and you feel like you've been robbed, God will restore what the enemy has taken to a greater measure in quantity or quality. David wrote off and he he brought it all back, and some. And it says later on after the scripture, it says that David went up to become the king of Judah. In Samuel 2, oh, that was, I'm supposed to talk about that earlier. We got that, eh? Ha. <laughs> in Samuel 2, it says that David took the men who were with him, each with his family, and they settled in Hebron and its towns. Then the men of Judah came to Hebron, and he anointed David. And they anointed David king over the tribe of Judah. Get that? David took the men who were with him. David took the baggage minders. David took those who were exhausted and worn out, each with his own family, and they settled in Hebron. He's gonna bring you up. There's a Hebron where Jesus reigns. Man, there's no heaven without Jesus. It says there, and they each with his family. Come on, let's believe it for our families. Whether it's our physical families or it's whether our work colleagues or our neighbors. Man, there's empty seats in this place that need to be filled knowing that they are called of God, that He has a plan and a purpose for them. Believe in the Lord and you'll be saved, you and your entire household. So I've been talking about the, the exhausted people here in the army of the king. There were 200 of them and there were 400 or something that went off and fought, right? So in the kingdom, most of the time in the churches, it's the minority that are exhausted. Nothing against the exhausted. They are equally important. And sometimes you're exhausted, sometimes you're not. You know, you can change categories. hope some people will change categories this morning. But the the point is in the church, it's often the, the minority because Jesus is faithful and brings us into better things. In the world, though, it's the other way around. There is a major- majority of our communities are exhausted. They're the exhausted majority. Man, we can reach these people. We can reach our neighbors. Let's just extend a little bit of love, a little bit of Jesus into their life this week. So this morning, for some of you, that this might be a bit weird or full on. I know most of the people in the room, but I don't want to presume that People were in the army of the king. I'm not talking about whether you're exhausted or not now. Like, the exhausted people were still in the army of the king. They just stayed with the baggage, right? But perhaps this morning, you're either not in the army of the king. You're like, what's this dude talking about? Or you left the army and you've, like, unlisted yourself completely. Man, I just wish that this morning we get something. We'd, we'd, We'd see how good Jesus is. How about we stand to our feet for a moment? You see, everyone's got to serve someone. Everyone everyone serves someone. Those that don't serve anyone serve themselves. See, we've got an option though. We, We either serve ourselves or the Saviour. Satan or Satan and self are hard task masters, but Jesus He is gracious, kind, and loving, and you'll find rest in Him. How about just close your eyes for a moment? If this has spoken to you this morning, and I pray it's spoken to you this morning, you be weary if those that are weary and worn out, or those that are feeling like they're on top of the world and about to march in with David to battle. I pray this morning that you will see more of Jesus. I pray that you'll see more Jesus this morning. I'll quote, he is the most magnificent of captains. He's always found in the thickest part of the battle. When the wind blows cold, he's always on the bleak side of the hill. The heaviest part of the cross is always on his shoulder. When we carry burdens, he carries them also. Our God is an amazing God. We thank you, Jesus we thank you Jesus you know I've known Jesus for 20 years and I'll gladly serve him another 120 years there's nothing like him in all my brokenness in all my weakness he is strong when I feel like I can't reach my neighbours he reaches out through me even ways that I didn't even know be encouraged this morning It's not, I just want to just draw a response first in terms of if you feel like this has spoken to you in some way this morning, if you felt weary or tired, I just want to pray for you. How about just with every eye closed, how about just lift the hand if you're feeling tired and weary and you'd just like me to pray for you. There's no shame in being tired and weary. Jesus didn't come back and scold them. They got the same share. Father, I thank you for these people that have lifted their hands. Father, I thank you for the humility that they say, I feel tired and weary. Oh, Lord Jesus, you are the one that puts wind in our sails. You're the one that lifts our heads and lifts our hands. Father, and I ask right now by your Spirit of God, Spirit of God, move, shift something in people. Shift something, lighten the load, God. Take your weight off the shoulders, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing right now by your Spirit of God. Nothing I say, but by the Spirit of God, He's going to move and flow through you right now. Come on, believe it and receive it. Just maybe under your breath, say, Father, I receive the grace that I need right now. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. The second group of people I just want to talk to quickly, those that are not in the army or either have enlisted themselves, with every eye closed still, if that's you this morning, you, you, you don't know Jesus or perhaps you've walked away or anything. It's just a matter of saying, hey, I want to know this King. I want to know this victorious King and I want to make Him captain of my life. So if every eye closed, if that's you this morning, who here would like to get a, make a response to either first come to know Him or come home to Him this morning? If that's you, just raise your hand as quickly and I'll pray. I'm not going to draw this out. Awesome, Father, I ask that we would just... We would lean into you. We would lean into you, Jesus. And I just thank you for this group of people in the room. I thank you for those that are are faithful, those that have not uh, given up on you this year and the year of 2020 when things have got hard, that we haven't mutinied out on you, Lord. As by your grace we stay faithful to you, Lord Jesus. And I ask... That even this week that we would we would see, hear stories of you moving in our workplaces, moving in our families, Father. Lord, reach this city, Lord Jesus. Reach this city, sweep through this place by your Spirit. Lord, that we wouldn't be weird; that we would be reaching people where they're at, Lord God. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. How about we give Jesus a big clap? Awesome. Hey, why don't we give Matt a clap, I think.